relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Impressive. Most impressive. Seeing things you people wouldn't believe. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. John, the kind of control you're attempting is, uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, well, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, Finds a way. Life will not be contained. Life finds a way. Jeff Goldblum from the iconic, the genre-establishing movie Jurassic Park, playing Dr. Malcolm, the expert on chaos theory. My co-host choice for this week's Making Movies Great Again, Chris Coles. Happy Friday. Happy Friday and Happy New Year. This is actually the first... One we recorded in the new year. Correct. Yes. Happy New Year. And we find you on the island of Hawaii where this uh, historic movie was in fact filmed, not on the Isla yeah. Nublara island, fictitious island from the Michael Crichton uh, novel. So, Chris, tell us, this is a little bit more modern than the, the movies, most of the movies that we have reviewed, uh, Making Movies Great Again. So why did you add this to our list? You know, I was just thinking, I made a list of all the great movies from the 80s and the, the early 90s, and I I don't know, this this uh, just struck me as like the, the last really great film of that era, I felt like. that This and GoldenEye. I feel like yeah. this and GoldenEye mark sort of the end of that period of filmmaking that I feel like was really, truly great. Uh, and Steven Spielberg in particular, I feel like this was his last great film. A lot of people would you know, scoff at that and say, well, what about Schindler's List is such a great movie and everything? Yeah, okay. Um, if you want a film that documents history, then you know that's what he sort of became, right? He became this sort of, um, I don't know, historical uh, – reenactment guy you know like he started yeah. he started making films about you know historical periods which is a fine thing to want to do but to me it doesn't have the same kind of power and grandeur as uh you know making a work of fiction 
that is, you know, that that explores the imagination. But I guess he'd done that a little bit too much, and and he wanted to be taken very seriously. So he took out most of the humor from his projects and. Uh, you know, started shooting in black and white, and there we go. I think that's a really sound uh, observation, Chris, because this is... I looked at this movie, and we're just playing the, uh, the, 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 the B-roll from inside the helicopter as they're arriving to the island. And whether it's there, whether it's in the, uh, uh, the amusement arcade, whether it's in the, the caravan at the archaeological dig at the beginning, there, there's a Spielberginess to this movie. It, it, look, even the lighting, you look at this lighting inside the helicopter, and you know it's fakey. You, you, know, it's, you know it's a movie. Schindler's List, Saving Private Brian, a completely different genre. But this is Jaws. This is Close Encounters. And in fact, I think one reviewer called this Jaws for Dry Land, right? The T-Rex is, you know, Spielberg's Jaws for Dry Land. I think you're right. This is the last Spielberg as Spielberg as we knew him. Um, what, what category do we put this movie into? Of course, the, the story is from the Michael Crichton novel, Jurassic Park. It garnered five sequels, most of them absolute garbage. Um, but but it's, it's classified as a techno thriller. I'm not sure it's a techno thriller. The book is quite a horror film, uh, where, the, the horror book. Where, how should we categorize Jurassic Park amongst other movies? Or is it with this arrival of CGI, is it sui generis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we, we keep – I love that term, sui generis, because it, there are so many films that we've discussed yeah. that fit that. Uh, as a genre, right? Because uh, great films, if they are, if a film is done well enough, it is difficult to classify. I mean, think about uh, Ghostbusters, right? Is yeah. it a comedy? Is it, you know, is it an action film? Is it like, you know, is it a horror film? It, it has little elements of all those things, but it's not. It's just a great movie, a great story. And that's what Jurassic Park is. It's a really a great story. And in fact, watching this back, uh, it's it's so, so weird because it is 90s. I mean, there is some very 90s fashion yeah. in there, some very 90s things <laughs> that people today, they dress a little bit 90s. I don't think they really understand how tacky the 90s were. Uh, you know, the, this, the Jurassic Park did it relatively well. But uh, yeah, you get that little touch of that. But for the most part, it's just, you know, it's just beautifully done. The Every department did their job perfectly. It's one of those films where everybody did everything exactly right. And it's actually almost difficult for me to understand sometimes. I'm watching this movie back, and I, I haven't seen this film since I was a kid. Oh, really? So I didn't remember exactly. Yeah, no, no, I don't think I've seen this film in many, many years. But I remember thinking, you know, this was, you know, obviously this is one of the great films of all time. It spawned a, a million sequels and tons and tons of merchandise. It's a huge, like, you know, event film it was. And it, 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 I'm just watching through the scenes and I'm thinking there are so many moments in this film that they have this slow pacing and it builds up to a, 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 this grand moment, really, truly a grand moment. Uh, it, it's like there's a setup and there's a payoff and there's a setup and there's a yeah, payoff. Yeah. And it's like Spielberg knew exactly how to do that so well. And all the acting is so perfect. And all the casting is so perfect. Right. This film is one of the best cast films I've ever seen in my life. Everything was so good that you just sit there and you just say, this is an adventure that I'm going on with these people. And it's perfect from beginning to end. And I don't even think they know how to make films like this anymore. And I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know if it has to do with the artists in the so-called artists in Hollywood right now. But for some reason, they cannot seem to reproduce 
something like this, which they seem to be able to do year after year up until, you know, the early 2000s, I would say. I mean, probably, again, like I say, this in, in GoldenEye were really the truly the last great ones. Uh, but there was a few pretty good films after that. But, yeah, well, they, I, they certainly weren't making them consistently. After let, let me make a stab at, at why. I think mm. you're on to something that today, why are movies bad? Why can nobody remember any plot of any Marvel movie? I mean, you literally cannot remember <laughs> the plot of any Marvel movie. Why? Because they're all formulas. They're all the same flipping formula. Right. There's yeah. no formula to Jurassic Park. There's just every component yeah. of the jigsaw, whether it's the direction, the acting, the casting, the special effects, the production design. Each of the components is excellent, and together they make a whole. It's not a formula. There's no formula to Ghostbusters. There's no formula to Jurassic right. Park. But there is this series yeah. of, and this is, I think you're right, Spielberg's expertise, it's, it's the setup, the payoff, the setup, and the payoff. We're playing it as B-roll. Let's play um, the actual clip of the first, I mean, the thing that makes Jurassic Park Jurassic Park, the first massive play, uh, uh, payoff where you see the Diplodocus, and um, it looks real. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. T-Rex? Mm-hmm. You said you've got a T-Rex? Uh-huh. Say again. <laughs> we have a T-Rex. Uh, put your, put your <laughs> head between your knees. <laughs> Dr. Grant. My idea, Dr. Sattler. Welcome to Jurassic Park.
And of course, the most hilarious thing of all is that none of that was there. And the actors have given interviews where they said, yes, there was a big X on a piece of paper on a broomstick. And they were reacting to the big X on the piece of paper on a broomstick. And they sold it. We're talking Making Movies Great Again. The movie is Jurassic Park. My buddy, my co-host, Chris Coles, his choice. If you enjoy what we do here today, we love it. Make sure you never miss an episode. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Plug in Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave a five-star review share the links with your friends and if if i may say so if i may inject a little bit of politics if you'd like to live in america that is prosperous and safe again then please support my former boss president trump let's turn 45 into 47 it's up to us god willing check out all the america first gear at sebgorkastore.com including all my books from defeating jihad to why we fight and the war for america's soul all available at s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a sebgorkastore.com and you can support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com that's donaldjtrump.com Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. Why Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-644-1900 to get started or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. A hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes, just like today. And just like today, they fed on the blood of animals, even dinosaurs. Sometimes, after biting a dinosaur, the mosquito would land on the branch of a tree and get stuck in the sap. After a long time, the tree sap would get hard and become fossilized, just like a dinosaur bone, preserving the mosquito inside. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along. Using sophisticated techniques, they extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and, bingo, dino DNA. Dino DNA. We're making movies great again. Dear friends, if you have weathered Thanksgiving and Christmas, but then were shocked to stand on the bathroom scale, I know I've been there. Don't give up. Don't give in. Dr. Ashley Lucas has an amazing answer for you. It's the My PhD weight loss system that allowed me to lose 42 pounds in just a matter of months. Now, my producer, Jeff, is on it. He's lost almost 20 pounds in less than a month. This system is no stupid pill popping, no calorie counting, no starvation diet, five meals a day that help you burn the fat, and you don't have to be a T-Rex. Call them today, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. That's 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. Just the before and after pictures tell you everything you need to know. Now, um, Chris, that I, I, lo- I don't know why, but I love that moment from the movie where they're you know, at the InGen laboratory on the island they're getting their little tour grant malcolm and everybody else 
And they show this little cartoon. They, they show this little ex- explication, which is actually they put in there because Crichton, who has paid half a million dollars to write the script after selling the book to Spielberg for one and a half million dollars, pretty cool deal, even before it was published. Um, he had so much exposition in the script, they said, uh, we don't want all this bloody exposition from characters. Let's let's bring in a cartoonist and let's have a little cartoon. It's lots of fun. It's a little child. It's, it's like that cartoon. What is it? Um, how does a bill become a law? You know, remember that 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 yeah. thing from the seventies? Schoolhouse I, Rock. Yeah, 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 Schoolhouse Rock. But it works, and it also it's connected to the special effects of this movie because I don't know about you, Chris, maybe when the Diplodocus is out in the open and everything's bright and sunny, eh, maybe a little ropey. But apart from that, when it's nighttime, when it's the T-Rex, when it's the raptors in the kitchen, I don't know about you, Chris. I watched this again this morning. Those dinosaurs look real to me. You're not taken out of it. I mean, they bloody look real. There's a lot of moments where it's hard to tell that it's even computer. And this is the first time that it's ever really used like this. I think they were very careful with it. They were very, you know, they were, they took their time to say, okay, how do we show these exactly right? And they just used the clips that look just perfect and they got it just right because they were concerned that audiences wouldn't buy it. But once they got it, you know, once they had it, I think they knew what they had. And what's really interesting is that you don't see the dinosaurs first. You didn't show this clip exactly, but you see the reaction first. That's yeah. the first thing you see. You don't right. see the dinosaur. You see them, jaws drop to the floor, looking up at something. And then you at the audience are like, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? Right? <laughs> and then you turn the camera around and you see the dinosaurs. And it is that wow moment. It's such a great job of capturing those reactions the reaction in acting and in, and in directing when you when you learn about this in film school you, you do talk a lot about how you know it's not necessarily acting to act like to, to, to deliver lines i mean that's all well and good but to react to somebody else delivering lines is actually often far more difficult and that's really what sells it oftentimes right um if you have somebody say something uh hitchcock does a does a an interview about this uh, you, you can find it on YouTube. It's uh, Hitchcock talking about editing. And if you like film like, um, you know, uh, some children playing and then you show a guy and, you know, he's looking at the children playing, you think, oh, what a sweet man. And then if you, you know, shoot a picture, uh, you know, a video of uh, a, a woman in a bikini and then you shoot the guy, you think, oh, you know, this guy's a creep. Right. And he's got the same exact expression, but it's just going back and forth. Right. People will make assumptions about what the guy's reacting to. Uh, but but also the same thing can happen in reverse where the reaction can indicate the power of the thing. They try to trick you this way sometimes in film where somebody will tell a, not a particularly good joke, but the reaction is so strong from the other person that you think, oh, yeah, that was actually pretty funny, right? Or somebody says you know, says something that's not particularly clever or charming, but, you know, the, the other person reacts as if it is. So reaction, reactions can really influence the audience, and they worked with that a lot in this film. And I got to say, this film, more than any other that I've probably ever seen in my life, is a film that uh, applies the rule, show, don't tell. Yes. Right? That's a big rule in, in writing for film and TV. Uh, you often want to show things rather than tell them. There are so many moments in this film where there's no dialogue, but you see what happens with you know some kind of little trick of the camera or some, something 
that's used to illustrate exactly what's happened, well, and you don't need any dialogue at all. Well, really to, well done. To that point, it's not just the actors reacting to something you can't see. It's also um, the intimation of something happening. Katie pointed this out this morning. So whether it's the, the, the tumbler of water on the dashboard that's vibrating yeah, as the T-Rex is walking by, which was done, by the way, with a man underneath the dashboard plucking a guitar string that was attached to the <laughs> dashboard, or whether right at the beginning, do you remember right at the beginning where the worker gets killed by the T-Rex? It's like Jaws. You never see the T-Rex. You see the bushes. You see the jungle shaking, which is exactly like Jaws, where you see the yellow barrels, you know, screaming around the little boat. You don't see Jaws. So here, it's it's the intimation. It's the inference. It's just like Alien, you know, the genius of Ridley Scott. You don't show the monster. You see flashes of the monster. Of course, what does your imagination do? It fills in the gaps, and it makes makes it even scarier than anything you could imagine in real life until, of course, in this case, you have a pretty bloody good animatronic. Um, the animatronics uh, were designed by the best in the business, the late, great Stan Winston, originally Phil Tippett who did all the stop motion for the likes of Empire Strikes Back for Star Wars, was meant to make these animals in stop motion uh, or animatronics along with Stan Winston. And Spielberg said... I don't buy it. We we can't have it all stop motion or all animatronic. And along comes his buddy, George Lucas. Industrial Light and Magic, they say, we can do it for you on computers. And when they see this, Spielberg says to Tippett, the stop motion guy, you're out of a job. To which Tippett says, don't you mean extinct? Which is a line they actually hey. used in the movie. And this is the genesis, 1993, the genesis of computer-generated imagery. And man, for the first movie to do it wholesale, it's pretty bloody impressive. We're talking to Chris Coles, Making Movies Great Again. Make sure you are subscribed right now to his multiple YouTube channels, including the Alpha Critic and Mr. Reagan. I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to talk about one of his latest very disturbing videos on my Newsmax show this Sunday. So make sure you are subscribed. Follow him on Twitter as well at Mr. Reagan USA. And don't forget to give me a follow as well on all the social media platforms. Uh, that's Seb Gorker or Sebastian Gorker on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Get a Telegram. You can watch us. It's great because we're movie reviewers. Go to your Roku, your Fire Stick, your Samsung device, or the Salem News Channel app. And for unique content, buy me the Substack with direct access to me as well. It's SebastianGorker.substack.com. That's SebastianGorker.substack.com. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer.
to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. (laughs) I'm sorry, Chris. It's just some bloody good writing. Am I right? No, yeah. I mean, there's so many little lines like that. Like you said, the extinct line. Uh, it, they were so great at just picking up these like little moments. <clears throat> and that cartoon that you mentioned earlier, there was this kind of educational cartoon that they had back then that they're referencing in that uh, little cartoon. And I noticed that throughout this film, they do something that they did uh, in a lot of films of the 80s and early 90s, is that there was like, you know, they, they were shooting about the facade of something. Uh, but then somebody's got to go behind the scenes, right? So, like, for instance, the way a skyscraper works, you you kind of just see how people live their life. But then sort of behind the scenes, there's construction going on, stuff like that. So in Die Hard, where is, uh, where uh-huh. is McClane? He's in the construction-y bits, right? In this film, it's kind of similar. You know, a lot of times we like to see what's going on behind the scenes, the places where we don't have access. And in this case, we're sort of behind the the walled off areas of an amusement park, right? This is, uh, I mean, literally in this case, but this, uh, you know, this amusement park is being built and we can see the construction work and we can see all the sort of machinations going on trying to develop this theme park. And it gives it a sense of of realism that you wouldn't get if you didn't go behind the scenes there and you, you really feel like, you know, this is really what would happen if somebody created a dinosaur theme park it's just done so well it was so brilliant to do that you know behind the scenes they're not quite built yet uh, a thing and and it, and it worked out beautifully yeah it's like it's just you know 30 seconds in the wizard of oz where you see the mighty oz behind the curtain here you're behind the curtain for half an hour they're still building stuff you're seeing the dinosaur come out of the shell in the lab it's a brave move because you're you're going behind the thing that should be the promenade that should be the fascia let's talk about the casting i i I, one of my favorite actors a top of top top of my list is sam neill anything with sam neill i'm a huge fan of that Antipodean actor. Also, I know he rubs people hot and cold. I like Jeff Goldblum. I'm not a fan of Laura Dern. Uh, Dickie Attenborough, the famous British director and, and actor, uh, an inspired choice as well. One of the first, first ever uh, castings of Samuel L. Jackson. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about Newman, of course, Wayne Knight as Nedry. Uh, and my favorite late actor is the great Bob Peck, who plays Muldoon. I'll talk a little bit about some of those later. But you're the actor. Talk about the casting of Jurassic Park, Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, incredible, incredible. By the way, Richard Attenborough, we have seen him already. He yes, not recognize go him, ahead, go ahead, go he, ahead. He was in The Great Escape. He was in The Great Escape, which was, it's it's crazy to see him in both, actually. Yeah, no, that we have, a, well, there's also another connection to uh, some other movies we can discuss later. Um, are you a fan of Mr. Goldblum? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't love Jeff Goldblum. I don't love his little weirdness. I used to do this thing 
when I was in high school uh, where I just go and, and now I'm uh, here uh, by myself uh, talking to myself. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, just saying it like that, the movie was so famous that just saying it like that kind of spazzy a little bit more maybe than I just did it. But uh, people just would laugh because they would recognize that from the film because it was such a stupid little thing. Um, I didn't. There were some things I don't like about Jurassic Park. I didn't like them at the time. I think I was with this come out in 93. 93. It? Yeah, 93. Yeah, yeah. I was I would have been 13 years old when this film came out. And even then, and I'm watching it now, remembering the things I didn't like. I don't like the chaos theory crap. I think it's just put in there to, you know, it's in the book. Okay. I read the book. Uh, I, you know, it's in there because they want to sound smart. Essentially. They wanted to sound interesting yeah. and smart yeah. and like talk about something that people don't know about. Well, people don't know about it cause it's stupid. And, uh, you know, you don't need a professor talking about this. It's nonsense. Uh, and I didn't like Jeff Goldblum. I think he's kind of weird and spazzy and he's not, I don't know. He's not heroic. He's kind of nerdy, yes. but in like a rock star costume. I don't know. It's like a weird character. And there's so there's that. And then there's also this whole theme from the beginning to the end of the film of this curmudgeon guy. Who's the essentially the hero of the movie um, you know the tr the classic hero Grant, uh, and he's a little bit Indiana Jonesy. You know he's got he's almost like a sort of '90s version of, of uh, Indiana Jones. With he's, like, he's Indiana Jones who cool. hate who hates kids, who hates kids, and that's his whole story arc is that he hates kids at the beginning. He's supposed to love kids at the end. But even as a kid, you know, when I'm 13 years old in the movie theater watching this, I didn't buy it. <laughs> and part of that might have been that he reminded me a little bit of my curmudgeonly old uncle. But uh, this guy, he didn't like kids at the beginning of the film. Then he's got this terrible experience with these two kids. And we're supposed to believe that by the end he's holding these two kids in the helicopter like now he loves kids. Right. No, I thought this guy's never having kids after this. Like, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a terrible way to introduce him to children. Yeah, that, that look from Laura Dern at him in the helicopter as he's got his arms around the kids. It's like, yeah, you, you didn't go from hating kids to being a family man just because some dinosaur tried to oh. kill you. We're talking Jurassic Park. I'm Sebastian Gorka. The new Dr. G, the Mark II. How did that happen? It happened thanks to Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team at my PhD weight loss. Look, uh, I was overweight. I admit it. Uh, 268 pounds is a lot, even if you're six foot three. I tried many times to lose the weight and failed it always came back until i tried tried my phd weight loss with this system in just a few months i lost 42 pounds i am down to a size 36 pair of jeans i haven't worn 36 jeans since i was in my 20s do you want to be healthy one of the best things you can do is lose the body fat especially for men around the waist that is bad for your health find out today call her amazing team on 864-644-1900 or just go to myphdweightloss.com that's 864-644-1900 just the before and after pictures at myphdweightloss.com tell you everything you have to know. All right, I'm sorry he may not like the character, but uh, as a tribute to one of our staff members' sisters who had a crush on Jeff Goldblum, Eric has prepared a little Jeff Goldblum montage. Do Dr. Sadler, Dr. Grant, you've heard of, you've heard of chaos here? <laughs> no. No, nonlinear equations? 
faces a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Strange attractors. Dr. Sattler, I, I refuse to believe that you aren't familiar with the concept of attraction. There. Look at this. See? See? I'm right again. Nobody could have predicted that Dr. Grant would suddenly suddenly jump out of a moving vehicle. Alan! There's uh, another example. <laughs> See? Here I'm now by myself uh, uh, talking to myself. That's, that's chaos theory. That is one big pilot. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. You put a tourniquet on. Ian. Ian. Remind me to thank John for a lovely weekend. Anybody hear that? It's a, um... It's an impact tremor is what it is. I'm fairly alarmed here. Must go faster. More Jeff Goldblum in one montage than many people would want to see in a whole year, let alone one movie. But uh, that is for you out there. You know who you are. Okay, um, I, I've got to geek out a little bit on, on my, my second favorite actor in this movie. Uh, Sam Neill is my first. But Bob Peck, who plays Muldoon, the late, great Bob Peck, who died, I think, at the oh, age yeah. of 53 from cancer. If you're not familiar with it, uh, Mel Gibson remade it as a movie. But there is an amazing British miniseries that Bob Peck was the star of called Heart of Darkness. Guys, if you want to see some real good thriller miniseries, check out uh, The Heart of Darkness. Um, we've got a picture of uh, Mr. Muldoon. 
Muldoon or Bob Peck carrying a gun we've seen before in the movies. It is the iconic Spaz 12, the Franchi Spaz 12, the Terminator. Arnold used it as well. Um, as well as Dr. Grant at the end of the movie. And it is one of my favorite weapons as well. Uh, thank you to Danny who took that <laughs> photograph of me in my double-breasted handmade suit and my Spaz 12. A little shout-out to one of the most iconic weapons out there. And, of course, for me, the most famous line of the movie, just before Muldoon buys it, here's a reminder of what raptors do. Clever girl. I don't know about you, but that looks like a real dinosaur to me. That doesn't look like CGI or animatronics. Uh, let's talk about some optional casting. I love exploring alternative futures. Uh, William Hurt, very different, a very different Dr. Grant, was considered for the role, as was Harrison Ford and Tim Robbins. Okay, unusual. Mm-hmm. Connery was considered for the John Hammond, uh, owner of the park, and Jim Carrey actually auditioned for the, Glo- uh, the Goldblum role. So Malcolm, Dr. Malcolm, <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey, the comedian, auditioned for it, as did for the role of the squeeze, the um, anthropologist Helen Hunt and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Laura Dern, yeah. I'm not a fan. Uh, what do you think of Laura Dern? And what, what about having Helen Hunt or Gwyneth Paltrow in that role, Chris? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow would have been far too beautiful. Um, <laughs> Helen, Hunt, Helen Hunt is sort of interchangeable with Laura Dern. That would have worked yes, fine. Yes. She was fine in Twister. Um, I think Laura Dern was great in this role. I think that the, the only thing that, that's really, really terrible about um, the, the film Jurassic Park is that it brought Laura Dern into prominence in the world uh if only that had never happened w- the world would be a better better place but uh no laura dern in this film is good the reason she's good is that you just don't expect dr grant to have a gwyneth paltrow level right wife you know or girlfriend or whatever it is laura dern is the kind of woman that you would kind of expect to be an ar- archaeologist you know yes. digging in the dirt she kind of has that sense uh, to her like um who's that guy steve Irwin. his wife is kind of like this Right. And she's from Oregon. She's actually where I'm from. She's the kind of woman who's got something beautiful about her, something that many men would uh, would like. But, you know, but she's not like, you know, this Victoria's Secret model that's got to have her nails done perfectly all the time. Um, she's not the kind of women that I date. <laughs> uh, Let's but, not. Uh, we'll discuss that at but, another time, Mr. Coles. At another time. But, you know, she's the kind of chick that I grew up with, you know, back home in Oregon. Uh, you know, a little bit like, uh, you know, she's she's willing to get her hands dirty, willing to get, do a little work on the farm or and whatever an it is. And outdoorsy girl. And I think she's perfectly cast. An outdoorsy girl. Perfectly cast. Perfectly mm-hmm. cast. Uh, you're the guy that you're talking about with uh, with that shotgun, the, the Australian. Bob, He's Australian. Bob I think, Peck. Yeah, yeah. Bob Peck. One of my I, honestly, I felt like he was the real hero. Like he should have been the real hero of this movie. Even when I was a kid, I was watching that character. I thought this is my favorite character in this yes, movie. Yes, and they kill him off, and I've always hated that. I've never forgiven Spielberg for killing him off. I'm like, you couldn't have let him live and then pop up in the sequels and maybe be the hero in like a later film. I didn't get it because to me, he was the best 
character. I felt like and, Grant and not only and, that. Come on, one second here. He actually wore yeah, shorts yeah. that were short, like uh, Thomas Magnum. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And he had that sort of safari outfit and he pulls it off. You know, you don't. That's the crazy thing. It's this sort of very antiquated uniform. Yeah. It, actually, the crocodile hunter wears the same uniform. Uh, Steve Irwin wears the same uniform. But they pull it off somehow because they are those men that can get that stuff done and you believe it. So they can dress in this way that looks like a caricature. But, you know, they totally pull it off. Everybody was perfectly cast. I don't know about Ian, the Ian Malcolm character. Ian Malcolm and, and, and Dr. Grant, they're fighting over the girl. That's an interesting dynamic. It reminded me a little bit of Johnny Quest. I don't know if you ever saw the oh, cartoon yeah. Johnny Quest. Uh, but there was the dad, and then there was the sort of, like, security guard guy that was, that was like, uh, you know, an uncle in, in a Ray way. Race Bannon. And, you know... Yeah, race Bannon. That was a great character, you know what I mean? And I think Ian Malcolm was supposed to be kind of a race Bannon kind of character. but uh, other, Otherwise you know, known as Mike injured. Pence. <laughs> he does look very, very much like race Bannon. But then he gets injured, and then he's just kind of sitting there for most of the rest of the movie because I think they wanted it to be Grant's. They wanted uh, Dr. Grant to be the hero. Right. You know, and like, you know, fair enough. It, did, it worked out the way they did it. Um I don't know. I think everything was well cast. It's weird to think that Samuel L. Jackson is that mm -hmm. character because this is before Samuel L. Jackson was Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, and then he gets he gets killed, but you never see him die. You just see his arm. Yeah. And actually, as a kid, I never realized that was the same guy because only until that moment you hear his name in the in right. the film. You don't. She, really, she cries out uh, his name when his arm falls on her. Exactly. Yeah. And, but, but they had mentioned it a couple times before that, but you, I didn't really click right. in my head that that was the same character. And I'd forgotten that he'd gone over there. You didn't have the, the visual illustration of where he was and what he was trying to do before she goes, you know, to the circuit breakers to try to, you know, uh, turn turn all the uh, electricity back on. And uh, and so I didn't realize that that was the arm of Samuel L. Jackson actually until this time watching right. it. I've ne right. <laughs> never put that together until now. So, you know, it didn't. Not everything in this movie is perfect, but it does end up being a perfect movie at the end of the day. All right, a couple of last trivia points before we get to our final thoughts. Uh, it was made for a stunning $63 million and garnered $1 billion. A little bit of behind the scenes. How does a film that only costs $60 million garner a billion in, in uh, revenue because they spent $65 million on marketing. They spent more on marketing than they spent on making the movie. It garnered five uh, sequels, most of them garbage, three Oscars, and one little fun fact, the, the uh, autonomous Ford Jeeps that were, that were donated by Ford are not autonomous. They were built by George Barris, who built the original Batmobile, and they had drivers hidden in the trunk. So they actually had steering wheels in the, in the back of the vehicle and they were actually driven by people hiding in the trunk of the car. Uh, the script uh, was purchased for $1.5 million. Before the book was published, Crichton was paid another half a million to turn it into a screenplay. Other people who bid for it but didn't buy this, the book, Tim Burton... That would have been a very different movie. Richard Donner and Joe Dante and James Cameron tried to purchase it. 
just a few hours after Spielberg did. So Cameron, Dante, Donna, and Burton all wanted to make the movie, but it ended up being Spielberg's. We're talking, of course, Jurassic Park with our buddy Chris Coles coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, are you in daily pain? Or how about this? Do you know somebody who is? Is there a loved one? Is there a friend who's struggling with daily pain? I had a lower back pain issue for almost a decade. My mother suffered with rheumatoid arthritis for more than 20 years. If Relief Factor had been around then, I would have saved up my pocket money for my mother. If you know a person like that, or if you are that person, don't wait another moment. Order right now the three-week quick starter pack for Relief Factor. Its ingredients are natural. They are proven anti-inflammatories like resveratrol, curcumin, omega-3, and they attack the source of the pain, which is the inflammation. That's why I take it every morning and evening. That's why my daughter and my wife take it. Find out for yourself if you've tried everything else and given up. Just one more call, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply.
When that T-Rex screams and roars, I'm sorry, it looks real to me. That's why Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park. Um, final thoughts, Chris, about this movie before we rank it? Listen, it has flaws. I mean, the, the movie has flaws. But at the end of the day, like I said, it is a, basically a perfect film. The reason that you went to go see this film was the spectacle of seeing dinosaurs that really seemed real. You know, yeah. to try to see dinosaurs yeah. for the first time in history since, the, since man first existed on this planet. Uh, the first time we're seeing these creatures again on the earth in a way that looks like it probably you know possibly could have been okay the velociraptors in real life were you know the size of chickens or whatever it was yes. they didn't they weren't quite that big they got a couple of the things wrong but you know what there were dinosaurs that were that size and kind of vaguely looked like that i don't know why they picked velociraptor as the one uh but it, it, you know it was it's just but the thing is it's not just looking at these dinosaurs it's a spectacular story yeah. one other issue that i have with this film is they keep they, they needed conflict between the scientists and the capitalists, right? They didn't really make him a capitalist. They didn't want to make it that fight, I think, so they made him more of a philanthropist. But in either case, they wanted to make this concern like, oh, you know, you guys are doing science wrong, right, and have this conflict. So there's a lot of arguments that they put forward throughout this film when they're bickering that, to me, never made any sense. Even as a kid, I'm like, I don't think this is a valid argument, you know. So it's a little bit silly in some ways, but you're really not going there for a philosophical debate, right? You're really not watching this film for that reason. You're watching this film to see the dinosaurs. And you know what you get added on to that? Really, one of the best stories in terms of just a great thriller to watch these people running away from dinosaurs. This is the end of the film. They have one of the best finales, one of the best twist endings of any film of this type. I don't know if there's a lot of films of this type, really, in <laughs> history. This is a sort of one-off. But just a perfect twist ending, and uh, and really probably one of the greatest films ever made. Really, no, it, it is. I think you would use the word spectacular. Uh, I think the the great word to describe this, the noun, is this is spectacle. This is movie as spectacle, and it is done right. Before we finish, before we grade this and pick our next movie, I want to uh, pay my respects to the late, great Michael Crichton, who from Andromeda Strain to Westworld to Future World to Jurassic Park to ER, just a stunning, you know, series of, of movies, TV shows. A guy who was a man of science himself. He was a medical doctor. If you're not familiar with, with everybody knows the books and the movies, but I want to praise Michael Crichton, the man, and especially this speech. Let's put it up on the screen. Before he died, he gave a, a speech at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco that everybody in America needs to read, especially now. It's called Environmental Environmentalism is a Religion. And I I just want to read to you uh, two sentences from this amazing speech. He said in this speech that you can get online, today one of the most powerful religions in the Western world is environmentalism. Environmentalism seems to be the religion of choice for urban atheists. Increasingly, it seems facts aren't necessary for these people because the tenets of environmentalism are all about belief. Wow, wow, wow. That's in 2003, Michael Crichton warned us. Go and read the speech. It's very, very short. All right, before we grade it, Eric, why were you so desperate for us to re review this movie? 
This is a movie that I grew up with. Um, it came out in 1993, a year before I was born. But I know that for me and my sister and a lot of others in my generation, this was our first PG-13 movie. This movie was a rite of passage, basically. You're not yeah. a little kid anymore. You can watch something that's a little on the scarier side. You know, looking back <laughs> on it now, it seems tame compared to movies these days. But I think what really works with this movie is that it's a movie that's about awe and wonder. Yes, there are scary parts. People get eaten by dinosaurs. You see it happen. But at the end of the day, they are still treated with a sense of majesty and wonder that plays to the, I think, the audiences. Most people, you can imagine, boys and girls alike, when they were kids, who, who weren't fascinated by dinosaurs? Uh, Everybody- Jeff. Jeff, uh, okay. Jeff doesn't think they exist. Jeff thinks they weren't real. But, yeah, no, most people <laughs> loved dinosaurs when we were a kid. The idea of these big, these majestic creatures that once walked the earth that are not here anymore. And, like you said, getting to see them in real life, getting to see them maybe how they really looked, maybe not, getting to hear what they sounded like right. possibly. And it's that sense of awe and wonder that still carries over to this day, even though I'm an adult now. It's a pretty good review, Chris. Pretty good, right? Brilliant, brilliant. This guy... Somebody should hire that guy. Somebody should should hire that guy. (laughs) All right, I think that was the easiest uh, uh, episode of our show for Eric to do the clips for. Nicely done, sir, nicely done. All right, um, let's rank this out of um, Fleas in Amber. Let's let, let, no, what, what it, mosquitoes, Ooh. mosquitoes it's in mosquito. amber yeah. out of 10. Uh, you're <laughs> going to do it for a modern audience. I'm going to do it in the universe of all movies. You know what? It's, it's really weird because I don't even really think of this as an old movie. It's like you said, it's it. This is like the most modern movie we've we've yeah. done. It isn't really because we did True Lies, but even True Lies seems older than this somehow jurassic park still seems modern and i think the reason is because there were so many sequels maybe i'm not really sure exactly Mm. what it is but it doesn't it doesn't seem like this is as old as it is this is uh almost 20 years ago no this is yeah 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 over 20 years ago now right um 30 years 30 years ago yeah that's is that right yeah 1993 is my math 1993 it just seems like it couldn't possibly be 30 years old this film but it's so old but it feels like it was maybe 10 years old at the most like it's it it seems like a fairly modern film but it's really better than anything that we've got now just like all most of the films that we review here uh but i think it's something that everyone will watch i think it's uh, something that at some point in everyone's life about maybe age 12 or 13 People will watch this film, maybe a little younger than that, maybe 10 or 11. They'll Coles, watch this film Coles. with their parents. Give me a grade. Yeah. Give me a grade, Coles. Stop talking. It's a 10 out of, it's 10, out of 10. Woo! Wow. It's a 10 out of 10. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody's going to love it. This is, this is a film that everyone will love. All right. You know me. I'm so reticent to give 10 out of 10s or even 9 out of 10s in the universe of all movies, in the universe of... Castle. No, you shouldn't. You should be reticent. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here. I'm gonna give this in the universe of movies eight point seven five. Will you forgive me, Eric? Is that okay? It's above seventy, so that's a passing grade. All right, eight point seven five. All right, uh, last thing we have to do is we have to choose the next movie. I'm gonna do something a little bit different because there's one movie a caller suggested yesterday that would have been perfect because it's actually in the universe of Michael Crichton, and it's got one of my favorite actors in it. It's Yul Brynner, and it's Westworld, which would have been a nice tie-in. Mm-hmm. However, as I was uh, watching this movie, as I was watching interviews with Spielberg, I realized that what the real 
inspiration for this movie was, according to Spielberg, and it, it's, a, it's a really old movie, but I think we have to review it. So King Kong, the original King Kong. Uh, Chris, I, I'll leave it up to you. Westworld with Yul Brynner or the OG King Kong? Oh man, we, let's let's uh, let's watch King Kong. Yes. You know, this is that's that's an old movie. We're going back to we're the going to the thirties. We're know, going back to cinema. the thirties. Yeah. All right, but it's this it's it's a direct inspiration for Jurassic Park. All right, guys, we're going to expand the aperture to an incredible movie, one of my dad's favorite films. He saw it as a child in the 1930s. So, guys, get ready, get your black and white goggles on. We're watching King Kong. As ever, it's been. A delight with our buddy Chris Coles, me, Sebastian Gorka, making movies great again. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation. Conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. But uh, we have very good poll numbers. I guess you've been watching it through the roof. We have, we have the weaponization of government like we've never had. Oh, Sebastian, you're the greatest. This guy, I have a feeling he may be in the administration with us. Does everyone know Sebastian? Sebastian Gorka. Nice to be tall, wasn't it? He stood out. I see this guy. But I've won 6'9", so he'll beat you. 6'9", you believe that one? 6'9", yes, indeed. Baron Trump is 6 foot 9 inches tall. That was a, a better version of the video just before Christmas at Mar-a-Lago with the president. It's good to be tall, especially when your old boss can see you in a crowd. It's Friday, I do believe. Welcome, dear friends. We have an amazing show for you. It is, of course, Ask Dr. G Anything Friday. It's Second Amendment Friday. Uh, you can ask me whatever you want about guns, movies, anything. Just keep it clean. The number is 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. And th- since it is Friday, what are we going to do? We're going to make movies great again. We're going to be reviewing what <clears throat> my friend Chris Coles calls the last really good movie Steven Spielberg made. What is it? If you know who works for me, and that it's one of his favorite movies, you might be able to guess. And you, if you're into dinosaurs, I think you might enjoy it. All right, so much to discuss today. Let's do a rundown of some of the uh, news in the last 24 hours. They've moved the January 6th speech 
from Saturday on January 6th to today, because I guess an inch and a half of snow in uh, Pennsylvania scares uh, Biden. Maybe he'll uh, slip off the stage. And so his speech, in which allegedly he will be calling President Trump a threat to democracy, will be held today, 12 miles from Valley Forge. If we have uh, any coverage, more information of that speech on January the 5th instead, we will give it to you. Uh, We have the news. Amazing. We will be discussing it in this hour. I've already reached out to them. Breaking news this afternoon. Those incredible people at Judicial Watch have brought a $30 million lawsuit against the government and Lieutenant Michael Byrd for wrongful death of Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. God bless Tom Fitton, Chris Farrell, the rest of the team. Chris, the head of investigations, will be with us this hour to talk about the significance of this case and why they're bringing it against the authorities for that death of that 14-year Air Force veteran. We have... um, an incredible interview with Alejandro Mayorkas, where the man is incapable of saying that there is a crisis at the border. I guess 8 million people in three years, more than 10,000 a day, isn't a crisis. And then here's a story that the mainstream media has already buried. Yeah, it may have happened a day ago. It may be another school shooting with five victims who are wounded and one dead sixth grader, plus the shooter himself, a 17-year-old. But why is this suddenly being dropped? Well, because, according to the Daily Mail that has reported the images reposted by Libs of TikTok, the shooter, Dylan Butler, was LGBTQ. Yeah, he was... Lesbian, gay, bi, transgender activist. And when a trans terrorist kills people, that has to be buried. That has to be memory hold. Or, and we're already seeing signs of this, the stories about how he was bullied and therefore he gets to kill people before he kills himself. Just like Nashville. Why did they hide that manifesto? It still hasn't been released. Over a year later, why did pages of it have to be leaked out? Because we saw on those pages what? I'm going to kill the cracker kids. Yeah, there is racism in America, but institutionalized racist violence is from the left. And if you look at so many recent shootings, what do we see? We see people who are part of the LGBTQ cult, the transgender cult, Like that killer in Nashville, three little babies killed, three members of staff gunned down by a woman who thought she was a man. The only mental illness we, quote, affirm. How about a little personal story? What was I doing before the show today, uh, Eric? What did you set up for me? A lovely, delightful what? You were uh, set up to do an interview in the studio using uh, our facilities here to do an interview with uh, Swiss Broadcasting, I believe. It was, yes, indeed. We, we, you know, we do these interviews now and again, especially for international media. And the national broadcaster of Switzerland, the federal 
Canton-based republic. What is, what is the name of the individual? Oh, it was Maximilian. You, you had the name, Eric. What was, who was the, the host of the show who interviewed me? Just whisper it into my ear when you get it. I came to work early, and I sat down for an interview on President Trump and what a second year in the Trump administ- a second Trump administration would look like. And I may have well have just been speaking to somebody from PBS, NPR, or even CNN. It was left-wing liberal talking points about the dictatorial language of the president, how he's divisive, how he'll be dictatorial, and aren't we worried about democracy in America? I push back with the facts. When we were in the White House, we didn't raid Obama's home. We didn't have his former assistants arrested at Reagan Airport and put in leg shackles. We didn't target Catholics before, because they went to Latin Mass. All of that happens under what? The Biden administration. And when I said the Biden regime, my interlocutor took umbrage to that. The Public Broadcasting Corporation of Switzerland didn't like my language. And in the second half of the interview, his cameraman was making noises under his breath, was tut-tutting, was disagreeing with what I was saying. Then we ended the interview. We talked about January 6th. And they talked about all the people that were killed, all the police officers that were killed. And I said, what police officers? You mean the one police officer who died days later of an unrelated condition? And he says, what do you mean unrelated condition? He died because of what happened on January 6th. And I told the cameraman, who was getting a bit aggressive, well, maybe you should ask his mother, who said he wasn't pepper sprayed. He didn't have a stroke because of those events. He died of natural causes. And what does this supercilious bag of pus do in my studio he says oh i suppose she's a doctor at which point i exploded i said get out of my office i said it to them in german because they speak german get out of my office you make fun of a woman who lost her husband lost her son your gutter press. Do you have that name, Eric? Okay, I wrote it down somewhere. First, it was Pascal Weber who set it up. Then we changed the interview to somebody called Maximilian, who works for National Broadcaster in Switzerland. And you're no better than the rest of them. You're no better than MSNBC, CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times. The lesson, the moral of the story, we've got to fight harder, guys. We've got to tell the truth day in, day out, because they are distributing propaganda 24-7. One of the best ways you can do that is to spread the word of this show Wherever you get your podcasts, I don't care whether it's the Salem Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you subscribe today, you'll never miss any of our long-form interviews. And then you can share them, share them, share them. Get the truth out and support the president. Check out all the America First gear at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And do support him directly at donjtrump.com. 
Next up, let's talk about the primary race. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.